Welcome to Voices from the Bench, a dental laboratory podcast. Send us an email at info at voicesfromthebench.com or look for us on Facebook at Voices from the Bench. Greetings and welcome to Voices from the Bench. My name is Elvis. And my name is Barbara. Greetings and welcome to episode, what number is it? We are at episode number 56, believe it or not. Well, six is my lucky number, so this is going to be a great episode. I'm so excited to launch it with you. How's everybody doing? Hope you had a good Easter. This week we are joined by a good friend of ours, Herb Baird from Ivaclar Vivident. Herb has been in this industry as both a technician and a vendor for many years. I don't want to make them sound old, but there's a lot of years there. <laughs> yeah, we don't make them long. We, we don't want to do that to anybody around here. <laughs> he has been part of the Ivaclar VivaDent team for a lot of years, and I don't think they would be where they are today without him. Aww. We had a chance to sit down with Herb while we were at the DLAT conference in Texas. Herb has a ton of stories to share of his travels, but this time he kind of talks about the early days of the aesthetic revolution and what Ivaclar Vivadent is trying to do to improve the restorations and the role of the dental technician. Join us as we talk to Herb Baird from Ivaclar Vivadent. Do you want to find out why labs across the U.S. are choosing open implants? The system of prosthetic components that was designed by dental technicians for dental technicians? Yay, us! Just saying. It's compatible with top implant systems and manufactured in the U.S. Open Implants offers a 10 millimeter tall titanium base that you can customize to five different heights to maximize the height for the restoration. Supported by libraries for ExoCAD and 3Shape, which we all use, just saying, for each height option. You can do more in-house with a 10 millimeter tall tie base. You can order just one part and have five height options. You can do more screw retain cases with engaging and non-engaging tie bases. You can turn cases around faster, outsource less, and increase your profitability. Open Implants has FDA 510K clearance and a warranty for the original implants. Now you can do more with Open Implants, components involved for today's digital world. Visit openimplants.com voices for more information. Give them a call at 1-888-800-8369. And for 10% off your first purchase, use code VOICES10. That's openimplants with an S dot com slash voices and use code VOICES10. Voices from the Bench. The Interview. So we are here, DLAT 2019. With the one and only. Joining us again, (laughs) Herb Baird from Ivoclar Viva Dent. How are you, sir? We talked to you at Lab Day Chicago, and here you are in Texas. So you get around a whole heck of a lot. How much do you travel? 
Well, I, um, <clears throat> if you'd asked that question a few weeks ago, <laughs> I would have said not too much. But um, the season, right? So, so now I'm actually managing the East and, and the Central again, so here we go again. So um, I am traveling a little bit. Yeah. So when you say a little bit, is that like once a month? Uh, no, no, no. I would say probably three to four trips a month. Wow. And uh, I've been here in Dallas for the past four days and, and actually uh, lived here for 20 years. And uh, so I'm within, uh, like I said earlier, about three miles from where I uh, once lived. And so oh, it's great to cool. great to be back to see a lot of the lab owners in the area that, I, that I've known for a long time and brings back a lot of memories. That's kind of special. I didn't know that. Yep. This is my first uh, Texas meeting, and they yeah. invited us here, and hopefully Never we'll been. be back every year because I actually love it here. It's a great meeting, beautiful hotel, a lot of people. Yeah. They said it's almost twice as much as they had last year. Really? Yeah. That's pretty awesome. And, and it used to be a very viable meeting, and, and, and they're working diligently to bring to get it back. To get it back and get speakers in, and, and um, so hopefully, um, <clears throat> hopefully they'll continue to grow. So tell us about your background. How did you get into the industry? Well, to make a long story short, um, <clears throat> I went to lab school there in Atlanta, Georgia. And uh, while I was going to lab school, I worked actually worked in the lab. And, uh, and then once I finished in Atlanta, I moved back to Alabama and worked in uh, labs in Birmingham and close to Huntsville and, and decided to, to go back to college and get my business degree. So I worked full-time in the lab, went to school full-time, and... And once I finished that up, I, I decided to to get uh, work for the corporate um, side of uh, dentistry and went to work for J.F. Jelenko in 1980. Oh, J.F. Jelenko. There's mm-hmm. a name from the past. <laughs> My father used to use Jelenko. That was all the the uh, alloy company at the time that that's all they used. So, Yeah, and, and you know, back then, um, alloy had, in 79, it had gotten over $1,000 an ounce, and mm-hmm. it, it really had an impact on the industry. And so when I walked into J.F. Jelenko in the day, they had a room, I don't know, it was about 15 by 20, and it was just stacked full of gold watches and wow. jewelry and mm. and silverware. Everyone was selling everything to try to capture Get the... Get some cash out of it. Uh, yep, yep. So at that time, you know, <clears throat> we did a lot of non-precious because people couldn't... Um, there was a lot of price pressure even back then, to do non-precious, and I can remember the days of trying to use chrome cobalt and having coefficiency issues and fractures with porcelain. It was, it was a trying time back then mm-hmm. using non-precious. Yeah. Yeah, there was not the non-metal alternative. Is that why? Not like there is today. Yeah, right. That was it. Yeah. PFMs were pretty much it. Yep, the PFM was it. And then uh, the probably the first all-ceramic material was uh dicor, dicor. <clears throat> yeah and uh you know even back then the, the big deal was to try to get the pri- proper preps and get the shoulder and shaffer margins and uh it, it really uh, can make a product or, or kill a product and so dicor was the first phase of all ceramics and then uh emax came along mm. uh, later in 1989 and you know that was really when the the aesthetic revolution was taking off dentistry was really changing in the labs had the opportunity to drive better aesthetics they had the skills and the ability and to help doctors drive the aesthetics unlike any time before yeah so we saw the prices and the industry change and uh you know there was a lot of mediocrity when i was doing in the 70s every lab everything looked kind of the same and then all of a sudden we had all these european clinicians showing up and asian 
clinicians showing up and people standing in line to listen to these people and <laughs> and it took two decades and things changed and, and life was good and unfortunately I think the past few years we've kind of gone back a, a bit in our industry competing on price and yeah monolith yeah and so anyway um so I I've been in the industry a long time I worked uh after Jelenko, I worked for a company called Productivity Training Corporation, PTC, in the yep. 80s. Oh, yeah. And then I worked for... That's uh, what PTC means. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so then I and I think that was probably my greatest experience in working with some really sharp people and getting into various labs all over the country, learning what made labs big labs and little labs little and big and vice versa. And, and uh, it's just a lot of sharp people, shared a lot of information, and, and then I was with Den Supply for from 1990 to 98 and I've been with Ivaclar now for 20 years and How'd you get with Ivaclar? They actually had me come in as as a consultant talking about the removal part of the business, mm. the sector how to really get into that part of the business and uh, Because they weren't before? Well, or? they they were, but you know, the prob you know, they were huge global wise other than the North American market and and, and struggled to get into the North American market and so they wanted they wanted to try to capture uh, that part of the segment of the market, and so the next thing I know, uh, I was actually working for them, and uh, so that started in 1999, and that was yeah. right when Empress and everything was taken off, wasn't it, or am I uh, yeah a bit earlier? Than well, that? Empress actually took off in 1989. And, okay, and then, ten years. Yeah, wow. and then Emacs came around. Did you lose a decade there. <laughs> I don't know what I was smoking, but uh, something obviously good that is 10 years forward. Yeah. Well, you know, time flies and when you're having fun. And uh, so Emacs wasn't until actually 2005. But uh, the fact that I was with Ivaclar, the, the 20 years, it's been a great ride. Uh, probably my uh, most enjoyable part of the, of the, of the uh, experience is working with some really sharp folks that we, we went into the dental schools and we went after the dental school business, the government business. And as I mentioned in Chicago, <clears throat> you know, the, the schools were really having a difficult time teaching removable and putting a lot of the emphasis uh, where the lab was having to come back and try to support mm-hmm. uh, the dentist. And, and uh, the dentists just weren't really learning the removable as they once in previous years. So, we created a, created a curriculum. Um, I, I got to work with Dr. John Bumer and Dr. Amatis at UCLA and created an academic program, in DVD, and it was a time when most professors were using the old Kodak carousel. So we, oh, Kodak. My mom used to work for Kodak. <laughs> oh, in Syracuse? In Syracuse was it yeah. Syracuse? Yeah. Yep. That's a name from the past, too. Yeah. So when I'd go into these doctors' offices, or these professors' offices in the universities, they had a little room office that's probably about the size of a bathroom, and three-quarters of the room was taken up by Kodak carousels and probably about 200 boxes of Kodak carousels. And so mm. I walked in with a DVD that <clears throat> actually consumed all of those Kodak carousels, and we were able to show them a better way to teach and train and teach removable. So that... After that took place in 2010, I, at that time I had 46 out of 55 schools working with us in preclinical and clinical. That's pretty amazing. And then today there's 51 out of 50, 56 wow. that, that work with us on it. So wow. education was very important. Um, and the reason I bring that up is 
a doctor's competency is a direct correlation of what they're willing to pay a lab for lab fees. Mm-hmm. So you have to really invest in, in your dentist and helping them be really good partners and vice versa. And um, with, with that said, these educational programs, we were trying to address a lot of the problems, bad impressions and uh, bites and the communication, this, that, and the other, to help drive the aesthetic revolution in removable, just as we did in Crown Bridge with all ceramics, as we talked about in the 80s and the 90s. And um, so that, that, that was the objective I had uh, in, in running. Well, it sounds like you nailed it. <laughs> well, <laughs> you know, you would think, Barb, and, and, and one, one thing that I will share with you, like in 2005, I, I could ask the question, whether it were your laboratory, any lab, what percentage your business is premium? Mm-hmm. And I would get answers like, well, about 70%, 80%, you know, seven or eight cases mm-hmm. out of 10 are premium. And today when I ask that question, I, I'm, I'm saddened to, to hear things like 20% premium and 80% economy. Yep. So I, I think our industry's changed a lot from, um, you know, 2009, 2010 is when a lot of this yeah. changed. If you remember when yep, elective sure dentistry was down 25% <clears throat> and the price sensitivity really kicked in. And, and actually, removal has taken a, a harder hit on it. And so that surprises me that you that you um, that you say removable has taken a harder hit, because I was thinking that would be one of the areas that would grow because, you know, you're getting more patients that need removables and that you would think that they would want the higher, better removable so i, I well, haven't heard that as of yet well in in, in 1982 no excuse me 1992 i, I did a uh, presentation on the demographics of where removal industry was going and in 2010 it would peak the two markets would peak and it's one of the biggest growing opportunities in the market <clears throat> and um but the problem is with the lack of emphasis on removal when it's taught in dental schools and the corporate dentistry involved with some of the larger groups, it's, it's all about, you know, how inexpensive you can make the prosthesis and so forth. And so with those competitors in the market, it's driven the price down to general practitioners and private practice. Yeah. And I so it, it's it, rather than fighting the battle and, and uh, a lot of labs just, you know, kind of caved into those prices. And so... You know, really, education, it gets back to education, investing in your doctors and educating them and, and trying to help them feel more confident in doing uh, removable. So I was going to ask, uh, that's one thing, and how does a company like Iva Clark try to counteract that? Because I've heard, um, I've been at many lectures, and I know that your company is really pro, hey, let's not be the race to the bottom, you know, let's be the race to the top, and let's keep the prices high. Do you guys have any marketing? I mean, I just how do you how do you help the industry? Because I know that you do. Well, and and we did a great job in in the fixed area. You know, we mm-hmm. we did a lot of lectures. We went to key uh, leaders that that lectured across the United States on aesthetics and and fixed with Emacs and Empress and so forth, and drove that. And so we tried to do the same thing in in removable, and. Um, the the other thing is I hired some really sharp people that, that went out and lectured. Uh, we, we would actually go into laboratories and we would say, hey, get all your doctors together. We'll do a program and, and let's spend three to four months promoting the lecture and so forth and bring your doctors in. So I'd, I'd have various people like Don Yancey's lecture or yeah, Rick Rout. Yeah, mm-hmm. And then that worked really well in driving the market mm-hmm. in 2008 and until the economy kind of stagnated at that point. 
and then we we moved Don and, and Rick down to Sarasota, just below you, yep. to, to they run the education center down there. So we we've gone back and we support a lot of the universities. We we bring in the professors from various universities where we bring them in room together to try to get a a, a consensus how to teach removable better more effectively in the university. So we we have probably ten to twelve universities come in every year in Sarasota. Excellent. And, we, and and with their graduate programs and so forth. But uh, the other thing that I'm looking at doing, and hopefully um, Ivaclar does, is to create a. Uh, I'm creating a, a an online educational system. So, like Barb, I'd come into you and say, "Okay, let's do a lecture. Get your doctors interested. You get 50 doctors in there, and then then we have a uh, an online program that lasts for 45 days, where they take a patient and we we assign them 18 ass- uh, assignments. They uh, Work with us online with webinars and pods, and and, uh, and we take them through the treatment plans and the assignments in over 45 days, and then uh, wow. really help them understand how to do removable. Why that's important is we move from analog today into digital. Is that you know if I were talking to you about digital, um, if if you're having issues with your doctors to try to do analog, if they're not taking good impressions or bites or communicating and writing good prescriptions. It, it's going to make it very difficult for digital to work for you because it's whatever's in and you, you get out. So it's all about the, the proper information. So with digital, you really have to have good impressions. You have to have good bytes and good data going into it because of the material cost. You're looking probably $150, you know, per per arch in material cost and then the capital investment. So mm-hmm. you remakes is unacceptable. So it, but you print your, you could print your try-in and, and, and reconfirm everything, your midlines and smile lines and, and turn of the arches and so forth, mm-hmm. and then go to final CAD, and then that would prevent your remake factors. You know? And what do you think in um, digital dentures? Is that on its way? I mean, I know we're dabbling in it. How, how is it doing five o'clock? Are you guys moving in a forward direction? Are people... Um, responding to it? Do they like it? You know, at the IDT meeting in um, Phoenix most recently, um, in the fourth quarter of last year, um, I, I was a little shocked. The The excitement was, was more towards printing hmm. than the digital denture. And I, I stood back and watched the excitement and with mixed emotions because printing, the materials aren't there. I mean, the, you don't have the materials that... They have the resiliency and the strength to handle. Yeah, a lot of people mentioned how brittle they are. Yeah, I've yeah. heard that as well. Yeah. And so you really can't afford to jeopardize your relationships with your doctors and rescheduling and having the patient come back in or the first time they drop the denture in the sink, it breaks and this, that. And yeah, other. but then you could just print another one, though. That's their <laughs> well, philosophy. Th- that's the philosophy. Yeah. But if you were a patient and you got to take off another day yeah, or get a babysitter or or, you know, maybe it's not a babysitter. Maybe it's a, you got to get someone to take care of your spouse while you're, you <laughs> yeah, know, if you're an elder true. person. And it's not easy for the elder sometimes to get to these offices. Mm-hmm. And it's an inconvenience and you, and you lose the confidence of your doctors. And I, I, I just caution people with, with the materials and printing materials. And, uh, but, but, but with the CAD technology, we're talking about high-end, high-quality restorations with aesthetics. I've seen Ivaclar's CAD technology, yeah. and it's amazing. Yeah. I will acknowledge that for sure. So what you're offering a patient is do they want a denture that looks like a denture mm-hmm. where you can say, hey, you're wearing a denture, or do you want, <laughs> <laughs> or do you want a denture that, that yeah. people can't tell that's a denture? I mean, yep. you, you want those kind of aesthetics. So that's really 
what the digital is. It's the, it's the higher end. It's the implant cases. If you're doing a thirty, forty thousand dollar treatment plan with implants, as you see advertised on TV, you, you don't want it to look like a denture. You want you want it to look, you know, like a zirconia or Emax case, and uh, and that's what you and can that's do what with you the guys digital. Are doing for right? sure. I've it, seen them, and yep. they're beautiful. Absolutely. I know you have that young lady. Um, what's her name that she does for your uh, marketing? What's oh, Christy. Oh, yeah. yeah. She is beautiful, and her smile's beautiful. I think she's a great, great, great candidate for you guys with marketing because it's just amazing what her story is, what she looks like, how her smile is. So. You know, the interesting thing about her, she we found her. Grace Garrity actually found her online. She had her own following on Facebook. She had 500,000 followers. <laughs> and. Um, hmm. We reached out to her, and uh, she was only early 20s and a beautiful lady. And we, she had won this treatment plan in Las Vegas where they went in and did the implants and the, and the prosthesis and so forth. And as we looked at it, the, the prosthesis was very translucent, and you could see the implants uh, metal behind and, and the mm-hmm. smile line and the classification of the, the bite was incorrect. And so Don Yancey, one of the doctors there at the University of Florida, Went in and did complete reconstruction. She had some tissue issues, irritations that from the improper way the case was designed. So we cleaned all that up and made a new case for her and and brought her back to life. And awesome. and, and from yeah, you the, did. Yeah. <laughs> and 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 it was just absolutely fantastic. And I got to tell you, when she spoke in Chicago, I'm, I'm back in the in the room, teary eyed yep. because uh, exactly. she she was sharing the passion that I have towards removable and, uh, and the she message. ties all of the motion and the message together into her life story and what you guys have been able to do for her and how beautiful her smile is. And exactly. I've heard now her I want to see her. <laughs> right. Exactly. So with Ivoclar, Ivoclar Vivident, what exactly does Ivoclar Vivident mean? You hear the words. Well, no you one kn- knows. <laughs> you, you know, I, I kind of laugh because some people say Evaclar instead Evacar. of Ivoclar. So I, I get mixed. I'm not sure how to respond sometimes to it, but I even hear some of the Europeans say Evaclar. So anyway. Uh, Is it Ivoclar? It, yes. Well, if you're down south, uh, it's definitely Ivoclar. I'm, I'm not sure if you go to Europe, it's <laughs> Evaclar. <laughs> but. But anyway, um, the Ivoclar stands for uh, Ivory Clarity is what it stands for. And the the Vivident stands for uh, Living Dentition. And um, Hmm. so that's how the name was established. And uh, the company actually started uh, back after World War II. It was uh, uh, with the Ram Tooth Company. Mm -hmm. Ram? Yep. And that that was a uh, removable, you know, making selling denture teeth. And uh, this... Were they porcelain? Uh, what was back then? I don't know. You, you know, you're probably right. I, I haven't really thought about that, uh, but it, but it had to be porcelain because the um, shortly after that, uh, I believe it was Dr. Snyder, he moved from Germany to Liechtenstein, started the company. Um, they teamed up with H.D. Uh, Justi uh, out of Philadelphia and the Sodomer Company, which was spelled S-A-R-T-O-M-E-R, that were very involved in making resin teeth. So the resin teeth didn't really come... Uh, uh, into the picture until the late 40s. And hmm. uh, so so anyway, the, the resin's te- teeth started taking off. They, they were the first generation of PMMA materials that they didn't have a lot of longevity to them, but, but people were looking for something less expensive. And and um, <clears throat> so the HD Just Eye in Philadelphia, we, we uh, teamed up with those folks, and then the Williams Go Company bought the HD Just Eye, and, and the old 
pyroplast resins. Uh, Barb, I don't know if you remember that material. Uh, no, I don't. Well, then, then that's good because that means you're younger than me. <laughs> <laughs> so those, those were resin teeth that we would actually flask. We'd do mm. veneers, and they were made out of old power plast, and you'd have to flask those teeth. Really? So wow. when I was in school, that's, that's what we, we had to learn how to make the power plast veneers and plastic, and that was for the all ceramics. And, and then you had the steel facings that, that were oh, vacuum-fired okay. that, that we'd make as well. So... So anyway, um, then that was later sold from Williams Go Company to the American Tooth Company, and and then Iva Clark and Williams Go Company uh, came together, and and so that's how how all that Williams arrived today. Williams Gold, my mm-hmm. father's first partner, Al Chevalier. That's where he worked in Detroit, Michigan, for Williams Gold. How crazy is that? Right, and you're bringing back all kinds of names for me. Yeah, and you know Williams Go Company actually started in the Go in the Go Dike Rush Gold Rush, and they oh, wow. they found still today was the largest uh, gold nugget that we still have uh, in our gold uh, refinery department. It's it's kind of up there in a glass cage or a uh, glass uh, yeah <laughs> cage. I, the you, biggest you, nugget ever found. <laughs> right, it's it's cool. like over two pounds or so. It's wow. it's bigger than both of my fists put you together. You haven't cashed that in yet? <coughs> well, you know, they won't let me in that department for obvious reasons. So that's the only reason we still have it. But, no, that's the story. It started, and then the, the company actually ended up uh, being in Kansas City and then went from Kansas City uh, to, to Buffalo. Cool. Mm. Buffalo, and that's where you guys are today. That's where the home office is yep. in the North America, uh, is in Amherst right outside of buffalo i've been there before it's an amazing location they do wonderful things there they've had me there for a couple courses and uh there used to be a motorcycle there but yeah. it's not there anymore yeah <laughs> well you know and with john mo- has it damn yep, it yeah yeah <laughs> i was surprised if i'd known you, he actually the tickets were bought for his son and i said well gosh i had two kids we could have i could have bought but after my two motorcycle wrecks i'm not allowed to ride so uh, so anyway i we we donated that to the nadl meeting and i i think they made what about fourteen, fifteen thousand yeah. dollars? Twenty. Over twenty. To over yeah. twenty thousand dollars on, on the uh drive. So I, I was glad to hear that. So for those of you that can't see Herb here, he's got these awesome socks with these beautiful flowers on them. I'm those are actually my socks. wife. They're actually my wife's socks. You're really gonna tell the the folks that? No, I was only joking. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I love them. I love a man with cool socks. What do your socks look like? Oh look, we have polka dots polka on dots. Elvis. That's pretty cool. So yeah, so it's this kind is not of fun. good podcast material. It's by excellent the way. podcast material because they can't see us, but I can see you. So I just wanted to add that you can delete it if you want to, but I love your socks, sir. Well, thank you. I got those in Biloxi <laughs> in cool. 2017, so I saved them just for the day. And they Sweet. haven't been washed since. And oh. they're all springy. I yeah. love them. Yeah. So there's my two cents, gentlemen. So you know, kind of wrapping things up. I I think. You know, today we, we, we've got to go back to what made us very successful is in, uh, with Aesthetic Revolution and get back to education and support yep. and working with those companies that invest back into the market and help the doctors become better at what they do and more predictable and, and, um, and try to get away from some of the pressure points that, that take out a lot of the fun that's in, in the industry. It's, it's great when you get to do great cases with great people and with great results, and so that's... 
that's my two cents. Well, your new zirconia that launched in Chicago. Yeah. Um, Prime? Prime? Prime was launched in Chicago. and, and That's uh, pretty impressive <clears throat> stuff. It, it really is. It's, it's, it's a material that's going to be over 1,200 megapascals, and uh, you'll be able to do bridges with it. Uh, we're advocating that it's is is almost as beautiful as Emacs. The interior, we at the FDLA meeting coming up first of May. We got uh, Nelson Rigo speaking down in, in Florida on that particular product. That product will be available in May, and oh, so good, uh, good timing because Elvis and I will be there. We can mm. maybe interview him and you again. Sweet. Yeah. So so we're looking uh, very forward to that that launch, and we're hoping that that'll help laboratories you know, uh, go back and justify a fee-for-service that's more profitable, yeah. with greater aesthetics and greater yeah. results and greater greater strength. Do you guys have a price on that puck yet? I don't have a specific no, price on yeah. it. And, um, I love how he's trying to get early information out of you. Don't well, disclose on the podcast. Yeah, you know. We I, have a few listeners. You've yeah. heard it here first. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to stay away from that because yeah. I, I've learned don't say anything about price until you, it's in ink. Yeah. 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 Good call. Yeah. Because they'll, they'll, they'll quote you on it. Well, then I have sure. to ask, is it really going to come out in May, or is it going to be one of those famous, mm, next fall? <laughs> you know, that's a good point. You, you, you've been following, well, i got to be careful. With what yes, I, I was just going to say, you got to delete that period. <laughs> right. No, we don't, it, we don't it, want it, that. Yeah, it will be here next month. Yeah. Uh, okay, cool. Excellent. Yeah. Well, yeah. we look forward to it, because at night I'm definitely going to uh, We're gonna look purchase at it. it and use it and probably sell it as a higher-end uh, CAC product, which is our higher-end and comprehensive aesthetics products. So yep. looking forward to it. Yep. I'm on board. Yep, absolutely. I appreciate it, and, and hopefully we won't disappoint you. I hope it's uh, as great as we advocate, and I'm sure it will be. We put a lot oh, yeah. of time and effort behind it, and, and uh, we've, we've had several key people experiment with the material to validate and give us some positive feedback here in North America. You know, every time we come out with a product, we, we always involve uh, our North American laboratories before we do a launch to just make sure that it is what we say it is. You know? Awesome. And we know that about your company. It's the real deal. So we look forward to it. So thank you for uh, coming on with us. You bet. Thank you for the opportunity. And uh, uh, gosh, let's have a great meeting here. Yes, yeah. let's do it. Dinner tonight. I'm excited. Yeah, Absolutely. Thank you. Let's do Joe T. Garcia's. In Fort Worth, Texas. Yeah. Fort Worth, nice. Texas. I didn't it. bring my boots. Did you bring your boots? We'll go get you some boots. Yeah, we we'll, can go we'll, shopping. We'll go. I'm always good. I'm always good for shopping. We'll go to, down to Cowtown. How's okay. that? Cowtown. I'm All right, guys. Awesome. Thank, Thank you. you. You bet. Bye bye. A big thanks to Herb for joining us in Texas at the DLAT meeting. We also recorded him in Chicago at Lab Day, so you'll get to hear him again sometime real soon. I tell you, this guy gets around. So make sure you head over to this episode's webpage to see a picture of the now famous socks that Herb's had on during the interview. You took a picture of the socks? I'm so happy because it's Easter weekend. We're launching this on Monday. Herb's socks reminded me of flowers in Easter and spring. They're cool. Even for a guy, they're cool. Yeah, they are going to be a classic now. Yep. Agreed. If you're not already using something from Iva Clark in your lab, I tell you, you're missing out. Make sure you go check them out at ivaclarbevident.us. So we are just a little over two weeks from the FDLA Symposium in Orlando, Florida, May 9th to the 11th. We will be there recording in the exhibit hall right next to the FDLA booth. Stop by, say hello, sit down, record with us. We love chatting with anyone in our industry. 
Check out this episode show notes for a link to all the great content this event has to offer and a link to register. And as you guys know, I'm in Florida. That's my home base. So please come by and say hi. And sit down and chat. And Elvis will agree. I'm the one that's going to rope your ass in. So come by and say hi. Let us know what you do and how you do it and how you love our industry. So, uh, Barb, this August is the Race to the Future Triathlon Mm -hmm. to raise money for the Foundation of Dental Laboratory Technology. Okay. I do believe you are signing up for the full international to do yourself, right? Maybe. Maybe. Who's asking, you or uh, the industry? Because I always do the sprint. (laughs) And the um, international is a mile swim, which uh, scares me to death. And then it's a 25-mile bike and a six-mile run, both of which I can do. But a mile swim, I'm a little timid on. So I'm not going to confirm nor deny, but I'm definitely doing the sprint which is a half a mile swim, which I can totally do. But people kick you in the head. God, that sucks when you get kicked in the head. Just saying, for all you out there that might be interested, gets kicked. Kicked in the head is not fun. In and out of the water, it is not fun to get kicked in the head. (laughs) But yeah, why do you ask? Are you throwing me a bone? No, I'm asking because I recently got asked to be on a team. So if you remember two years ago, I fell and broke my collarbone. Yeah, how can I forget? Last year, I wasn't up for it. But this year, I have teamed up with Uh Sean Nowak from Nowak Dental Supplies. He's going to be on the bike. Mm -hmm. Stuart Steinbach from Carbon will be swimming on our team. And of course, I'll be doing the running. Say that again. Oh my god that's so cool so you're on an amazing team you guys are probably coming one two or three easily bitch now i hope you're okay with this no but we have decided to name our team voices from the bench are you okay with this it should be voices from the beach whatever you guys are comfortable with i would just like to say do not go against me in fundraising because i will beat your just saying that's like four leaps in a row i'm sorry folks it's friday it's been a stressful week sometimes just throwing down a cuss word makes me feel less stressful so sorry so i'm sorry that you're not on the voices from the bench (laughs) team but you will be there in spirit dude i'm gonna be there and i'll guarantee you if you guys are doing the sprint my time will beat yours we're doing the international you can put that in there oh of course is that why you laid down the challenge because you wanted to beat the girl because you're not going to beat the girl just saying. I didn't want to go to Chicago to only run three miles. So. <laughs> you know what? That's actually very intelligent because three miles to you and I is not too much. So good for you. And good for your team. I wish you well. Yeah. So thank you. Nature is showing right now. My, my horns are coming out, but I'm sorry. I wish you guys well. That's fine. Just make sure that all money goes towards team voices from the bench. <laughs> I just want you to buy me a shirt, Elvis. I need a Voices from the Bench shirt. I like putting it online. We got to get me another one. I don't know what I did with it, but I miss it. Funny that you should ask. Funny hard hard or funny funny? Funny funny because (laughs) we are bringing back the Voices from the Bench shirts where all the profits go to the Foundation of Dental Lab Technology. We did this last summer pretty successfully, so we're going to do it again. But instead of just t-shirts... This time we have women fitted shirts, long sleeve, football style jerseys, hoodies, tank tops. Wow. Or any of those brave enough to wear a tank top. So when is this launching, my friend? And that was not, so you guys know, I did actually not know that when I mentioned that. (laughs) And I do need a shirt. So when are we going to print? 
The day this episode airs will start a 20-day campaign. So the more shirts we can sell within a 20-day period, all profits will go towards the foundation of dental lab technology and maybe <clears throat> team voices from the bench. But mm-hmm. and and oh wait, let me and just like a good marriage, I just found out about this now, folks. Just saying. <laughs> we were such good partners because I'm I'm just in the clouds and Elvis is the controller, which is so unlike me. But okay. I'll make sure I buy a shirt so that you can make money for your team. Because there you go. our industry and I want to genuinely put as much money to the foundation as I can possibly, whether it's voices from the bench, whether it's Barbara, whether it's Sean, whether it's Stuart or you, Elvis, let's do it. Yeah. So I don't know. What are you, a hoodies girl or a tank top girl? What's more Tank your top. Style? I'm a Florida girl. All right. Hello. There you go. Got to show off the guns. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> That was a real laugh. I liked that. That was perfect. All right, that's enough of that. So join us next week for an extended episode featuring some of the amazing interview we got at this year's LMT Lab Day Chicago. We will feature three wonderful interviews. If you want a hint, check out the latest issue at LMT Magazine. They have an article about us and Lab Day featuring one of the guests. That's cool. Yeah. Thank you, LMT, for your support of the show. I just want to let our listeners know that Elvis, who does all the editing, we did have a lot of editing to do from Chicago, and we do have a lot of really great interviews. So even though LMT was before Texas and Texas is now this week's, we still have some LMT interviews that were really awesome and that are going to be coming out. And even though it's two months later, please listen they're awesome. No, next week's episode is going to be close to an hour long. Cool. Just to get everything out. So those of you that are out exercising, listening to us, or working <laughs> to us, we love you. We appreciate you. Um, call us, text us, email us. Let's let's um, get you on. Tell your story. All right, everybody. <laughs> Have a good one. We'll see you next week. See ya. Bye. The Speedos were a huge hit in Texas.